You're listening to 2, 5, and 10, your source for bullshit-free NHL news, analysis, and insights. Now, here are your hosts, Kevin Naughton and Ben Stewart. Hello everybody and welcome to episode 106, 2, 5, and 10. I don't know about you guys, but I can already feel my headphones boiling with uh, the guy from New York on the other end here. That right there was a verbal can of whoop-ass that we're going to open here. Oh wow, beat me to open it up, <laughs> alright. Yeah, so I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing, but we're not recording the night of the incident with a uh, piece of shit Tom Wilson and... Yeah, more fired up because it involved the Rangers. But if he did this against anybody, we'd be leading off with this shit, talking about, once again, Danny Chell letting him get it off scot-free to a dangerous non-hockey-related action and just being enabled by the league and the Capitals again. Uh, agreed. Tom Wilson last night goes fucking WCW, more like ECW. Uh, yeah, on the on the Rangers there. Uh, so it first started with Pavel Buchnevich, where at first what I thought we did the Pavel was fine, where he just kind of fell on top of him, and then it was the after that where all hell broke loose, where the punch, the punch to the back of the head, where Pavel's already face down on the ice and you know completely defenseless, taking one off the back of his helmet face first into the ice, and then there's a scrum, and then he ends up with Artemi Panarin, and Artemi's helmet comes off, and he's trying to body slam him two more times onto the ice with no helmet. It was it was wild to watch. Yeah, and let me say, one of the, like, this was league-wide news. I had people that don't even watch hockey texting me about it today. Like, once again, NHL really putting their foot up their ass by having people who don't pay attention to the sport only hearing about the sport when something stupid like this happens. So good job, guys. But of all guys, John Scott had a good take on his say by saying, shit, if when I was playing, all if I knew all it would cost me is 5K to take out the franchise forward or player of the other team, I'd do that every game. Yeah, he'd probably still be in the league if that was the case too. Yeah, and the whole thing, so like you said, I started with the Buchnevich thing, which there's a scrum in the front, loose puck in the crease, you know, everybody knows what happens there. It's just kind of every man for himself until the whistle blows, and I would say like nine times out of ten, there's some pushing and shoving or whatever in that situation. But what you didn't see in the initial live shot, but they showed on replay, was Buchnevich wasn't flat on the ice, and then Wilson was on top of him. Wilson fell, quote-unquote, by accident on top of Butch's head, shoved his face hard into the ice, leaned all of his weight on the back of Butchnevich's head while he was face down on the ice, punches him in the back of the head, starts the melee, like you said, and nobody on the ice for the Rangers at that time would be confused with even a lightweight fighter. Uh, it was Sabanajad, Butchnevich, Panarin, Fox, and I think Zach Jones. I forget who the other D-man was at the time. 
And out of the entire scrum, so the way Panarin and Wilson got tangled up was Strom came to Buchnevich's defense, and then Wilson jumps Strom, starts punching him while Strom was down on the ice. So Panarin comes in to help Strom. And here's the thing. When you're in a situation like that, speaking from experience and guys out there that have played understand this, when someone, so Panarin's pulling you off the pile from behind, that's going to piss you off. But when you turn around and Wilson had plenty of time to recognize who was pulling him off, most guys in the league would just shove Panarin away or give him a little face wash or just tie him up and bear hug him and be like, don't fucking, t-. you know what I mean? He sees Panarin, a Lady Bing finalist. He has two minor penalties the entire year. He was a Hart Trophy finalist last year, one of the league's most premier forwards. And he grabs him by his hair, slams him into the ice. If Panera landed in a different angle, he could have a Steve Moore incident today. And then jumps on top of him, slams his face into the ice again, and punches him in the back of the head. And the referees on the ice are just standing there fucking watching, and all he gets is a double minor for roughing and a 10-minute misconduct. That was the first mistake. How is that not intent to injure? He had three separate incidents with Buchnevich, Strowman... Panarin, no intent to injure. Four minutes for roughing and a 10-minute fucking misconduct. And one other thing, too, was it it seemed like everybody else was waiting for more supplemental discipline to come down because at first the league said he only got fined the $5,000 for roughing on Buchnevich, and everyone was waiting for the, okay, well, what's he going to get for the Panarin part? And then the league didn't come down with anything. Yeah, the league had to release a statement saying... Case is closed, basically. Which, and then, so, going back to the actual game portion of it, I called you, we talked about it, and we're like, when Wilson comes back and at some point in the third period, Rangers have to take care of business. They didn't do that. Now, a lot of guys, uh, sorry, a lot of fans got on the Rangers about that. I guarantee you, because... There was an intermission between when that incident occurred and when Wilson's Hamilton misconduct ended. I guarantee you, Quinn told him in a room, don't do anything stupid because we don't want to see anybody get hurt or get suspended with a few games left in a year. The league will take care of it. I guarantee you that something like that was said to the guys in the room before the third period because when Wilson came out, outside of like you would see behind a play, people were like crossing chuck him in the back or like slash him in the back of the skates nobody directly challenged him nobody jumped him and i think that was on purpose i don't think it was an example of the rangers are pussies in that situation stupid yeah you can't rely on a league like you know who tom wilson is you know that he's gotten away with this shit you knew know that the nhl department of player safety is the biggest fucking oxymoron in sports at this point like mario Lemieux once said it's a garbage league and they were waiting for the supplemental discipline, like you said. A $5,000 fine. Now, I know that's the max allowable under CBA, and that's a shame on the NHLPA because to protect the outliers of this league, like Matt Cooks and Nazim Kadri's and even Brad Marchand much earlier in his career because he's smartened up, and the Tom Wilsons, they will put the rest of their players' union at physical risk to protect those assholes. So good job on NHLPA on that, that part. And then, like you said, it's only for the Buchnevich punch. Nothing for Panarin. 
no fine, no suspension, no even a phone interview about what happened. The NHL actually said today they considered it, quote, part of a scrum, a normal course of action. So if that's a normal course of action, I'm sorry, Nick Basham's going to be fucking paralyzed tomorrow night. Hey, it's a scrum. Shit happens, right? People get pile-dropped onto their fucking skulls. Well, we'll see what happens. And now, I was going to say, have, have you guys already addressed tomorrow night? Has, has anyone been called up, or, or where is all this going on your end? Yeah, so the shitty part is, even when fully healthy, the Rangers aren't necessarily a, a tough team. They don't have an enforcer. I mean, being perfectly honest, there's not many guys in this league that can stand toe-to-toe uh, with Tom Wilson in a fight. So this isn't a, a situation of Tom Wilson's a pussy. He just doesn't give a fuck. He doesn't give a shit about anybody in the ice. He knows he's going to get away with it because not only does the league not punish him the way he should be, the Capitals organization, and we've talked about this several times before when Wilson has done something, the Capitals enable him. And it was proven when Ovechkin was out with his injury, guess who got an A on his fucking jersey? Tom Wilson. Guess who gets a contract extension? Tom Wilson. And most of all, last night after the game... The Capitals' official Twitter account, I don't know if you saw this or read about it, they send out a tweet with a photo of Tom Wilson, and the caption says, we choose violence. Are you fucking kidding me? I, so, I'm surprised that their Twitter would do that, because that's a, that's, a, later, but, yeah, I'll say that's a PR fucking nightmare right there. Like, that just tells you the mentality around, like, oh, that's just Tom Wilson, you know, he plays hard, he, he's not playing hard. You had guys coming out. Colton Orr said he would lay him the fuck out if he was if he was playing Wilson tomorrow night, Wednesday night. You had a bunch of guys come out, even former referees saying they can't believe they can't believe something like that happens. So you have that situation going on, which is bullshit. So there's no suspension or anything else. When news of that broke, I have a quote I want to read to you. That Ryan Strom had, and then I know we have a Quinn clip, which wasn't from today; it was from post game last night. But the quote from Strom is: "I think Tom Wilson is an effective hockey player. I think he's proven he can score goals. He can play with good players. He plays the game on the edge, which is what it is. But you know, he's got good skill and he's producing this league. But I think he crossed the line. That whole play from the start, it was just Bucci trying to score a goal and Janet puck in." And everything from Wilson's stick on his neck or the head and everything after that, a defenseless player in Panarin with no helmet on, a superstar in our league. I think it's a fucking joke, to be honest with you. I know it's not my responsibility to make decisions, but I just can't believe that. I think it sends a bad message, in my opinion. I think pretty much everyone agrees with that. I just think the league missed one here big time. It's an unfortunate incident that has nothing to do with play or the game of hockey, end quote. And another quote from a former player today said, so this just means everybody's fair game. If you're not protecting Artemi Panarin, and again, if this happened to Toronto and Mitch Marner was handled the way Panarin was handled last night, do you think he would be suspended if he did that to Sidney Crosby? Oh, Connor McDavid? Absolutely. Well, Connor McDavid? So why the double standard? I, that I don't know. I, I think we've had the conversation on this podcast before of just – Tom Wilson, the things that he does, and as to why he does them for. We argued about the Brandon Carlo hit. Like, taking advantage of vulnerable people. 
And this guy, like Strom said, he is an effective hockey player. He He's on a record year this year, his best year ever offensively. And he sat out seven games earlier in the season due to a suspension. It, it's just, I, I don't know what the fuck goes through this guy's head. It, it, it's just, just the thing. I don't think it's, I don't think he's like Rafi Torres. I remember there was an interview on missing curfew. Shout out to those guys for handling this shit properly today too. They said that a former teammate of Rafi Torres's would say his eyes would literally glaze over during a game, and then he would go out there and do something violent. Like, he was just having an out-of-body experience. Tom Wilson doesn't do that. He knows exactly what he is doing, and he knows exactly what he can get away with because he's gotten away with it. One, because the league has to punish him. But two, when he was suspended for the Carlo thing, two things about that that came out today. One, all of his previous incidents, he, he wasn't considered a repeat offender because under the CBA, his prior suspensions basically ran the clock. They were wiped from his record. Mm-hmm. Can you believe that fucking horseshit? Oh, well, he's seriously hurt other guys before, but it's been three years. So who gives a shit? And the other thing is, Carlos didn't want to suspend him for that hit on Carlo. He was forced to by Gary Bettman. And if that's the case, right? Like, George Paros gets paid by Gary Bettman to run this supplemental discipline thing. If, as the commissioner of the league, you now need to enforce your guy to do it, either one of two things is happening. Either A, there is definitely, you know, a, a lost in translation type thing of how you feel compared to where I feel. But if Gary thinks this guy should be suspended and that's kind of the telling hand, why doesn't Gary handle all this? And then at least there's a fine line because I know George played the game and George played the game hard. I'm not taking that away from him, but to say that there wasn't an ugly incident last night and as to what can translate this going forward? Because the NHL just got these two big, huge TV deals, right? Yep. So now, what if tomorrow night, and yet again, I, I think this is a good and bad problem for the NHL. You always hear that explanation of, oh, I went to a fight and a hockey game broke out yeah. or whatever it is. Which you want to get away from as a fucking sport if you want to grow. Yes and no, because people love that shit. But now, if tomorrow turns into an absolute fucking shit show circus, what's the NHL's backup plan here? Here's what's going to happen, okay? And I know we're jumping around a little bit here. So the Rangers don't have Truba. They don't have Lingren. They don't have Kreider. The rest of the lineup are young guys or guys like Zibanejad who aren't going to fight. They have Brendan Smith in a lineup who, he's not a heavyweight, but to be honest at this point, take two hands and chop Tom Wilson in the fucking throat tomorrow night. What else are you going to do, Brendan? You play in a third pair and you're a free agent in the offseason. At least become a cult hero. Hey, I mean, not even that, too. It's like, but Brendan Smith, do it. You get suspended the rest of the year. You know, you get suspended the rest of the year. You might not even get suspended the rest of the year. You might just get five grand for, you know, a major slash. That's all. But that's the thing. Any retribution the Rangers get tomorrow night, they're going to get the fucking hand of God brought down on them because the league doesn't want this to turn into another Steve Moore, Todd Bertuzzi thing. So not only do the 
this league fuck the referees fuck up last night with the calls during the game. The league fucks up with not handing out discipline. But now the Rangers will get dicked over because any retribution they get, they'll get a harsher discipline than Wilson got for the actual violent act that he violent acts, not act. And then the Rangers are going to get fined a hell of a lot more as an organization than Tom Wilson got fined for what he did because of that statement that came out today, which was the New York Rangers are extremely disappointed that Capitals forward Tom Wilson was not suspended for his horrifying act of violence last night in Madison Square Garden. Wilson is a repeat offender with a long history of these types of acts, and we find it shocking that the NHL and the Department of Player Safety failed to take appropriate action and suspend him indefinitely. Wilson's dangerous and reckless actions caused an injury to Artemi Panarin that will prevent him from playing again this season. We view this as a dereliction of duty by NHL head, head of player safety George Paros and believe he is unfit to continue in his current role. When was the last time an organization released a fucking statement like that? I don't know, but what do you think the fine for that's going to be? That's going to be more, more, I would say more than five grand. Yeah, they're going to get fined at least $250,000. And you know what? Good, pay it. And I would pay it in fucking pennies, too. Uh, I, so, I would fucking make... I would roll it up fucking 6th Ave. <laughs> Put it in wheelbarrows and roll it up 6th Ave. Here you go, Gary. You want it? Here it is. And you know that came with approval from Dolan because Dolan pays the bills and he's not going to let, like... Oh, dude. Just really stand like that. So J- like, JD wrote that. JD doesn't give a shit. JD yeah. wrote that. So here's the thing. The NHL, once again is putting themselves in a position where scores will have to be settled on the ice because they didn't do their job. Whatever happens tomorrow night, whether it's Wilson getting hurt, Backstrom getting hurt, some ugly incident on the ice, someone else on a Rangers getting hurt by trying to get retribution, which could also happen, this is all on the fucking league for not doing their jobs. And they have no one to blame for themselves when the casual fan or a news broadcast says, You'll never believe what happened in an NHL game last night. All their problem. And the Rangers, like I said, they're without those guys. They have Brendan Smith. Okay. They have Mason Gertzen in Hartford, who is a big boy. He's a goon, but he's... I don't know if that would be in a good position to put him in his first game of the year. He's get calls up, and it's like, by the way, you're here to fight Tom Wilson. You know what I mean? So I don't know if that's a good spot or if he's going to relish it. You never know. But Quinn did say today, I know how we're going to respond. I'm comfortable with how we're going to respond. Now, other guys on the team are like, listen, we're not a team that's built that way, which is a problem that I've been talking about all year long, even before this happened. We're not a tough team to play against. But this has happened with, so the seminal moment was what happened last night. But there have been plenty of incidents over the last year and a half where teams come in, they just physically dominate and embarrass the Rangers and leave town with no itch, no consequences. And then they come to town the next time, no carryover. And this is what that gets you. So, again, I'm not expecting somebody to square it with Tom Wilson. I don't want anybody to square it with Tom Wilson because that's what you do with somebody that honors the game. You honor him and the code by squaring up, settling it with fists like Sean Thornton did with Matt Cook, and end it. He doesn't deserve it. Bring Chris Simon out of retirement and have him play one shift and have him give him a Ryan Holweg. He doesn't deserve shit. He deserves his knees getting taken out. He deserves his fucking face in the ice. And I normally 
you know me. I even with somebody who has injury, uh, concussion history, I always say like, ah, oh, you know, it's tough, but you want to handle it on the ice. You're like you don't want to go out there to try and injure somebody. Fuck them. Fuck them. I don't care who does it. It'd be even great greater if it was one of our young guys, small guys who nobody is expecting to take care of it. But somebody has to do something. And like, to be honest, if I'm Barry Trotz, I don't play him tomorrow night. And not to protect him, but just to cool the situation down. But but I don't I don't think you can shy away from it though either. Like you shy away from it, this turns into Detroit, Colorado in the '90s, where mm-hmm. y- you wait to get them back at MSG. Like it, it, even if you open up on the road next year in Washington, you're like, no, we're we're That's fucking taking care of this then at that home. Gives the Rangers this summer they get an enforcer like Delorier in here. Well, yeah, I mean, it just kind of p- puts it in your favor a little bit, and and like you said, as to how to handle it, you said it. Your team isn't built for this, and I can see fucking Willie coming in on a four check tomorrow night. And one of your guys is not going to let him go straight through. And it's going to be either a trip or just a cross check into the back from about 12 feet off of the boards. And he's going to be going full speed and fucking boom, legs going to come out. It's going to be like a compound leg fracture into the boards. Like, and then it's going to be the next thing of now your guy's going to get supplemental discipline. But yet again, it's like the league could have easily handled this, but they didn't. And Exactly. One other thing that I saw that just kind of surprised me in the whole thing was uh, it all started at the net with uh, Vanacek and Buchnevich was right next to him. But yeah, Buchnevich doesn't even whack for a rebound there. No. Vanacek comes, makes the save, comes over to the side of the net, and then all this other shit ensues. Like, if he whacks the goalie there... I get it. You know, like, you whack my goalie, I'm going to whack yours. I I get the game. I've played that game. But nothing even happens, and it all just kind of popped off. The puck came loose. And it's like, what the fuck? Like, what's going on? And And by the way, earlier in the game, Wilson punched Adam Fox in in the back of the head for no fucking reason, and he was called for a two-minute minor, which the Rangers scored on a power play. So it wasn't even like this whole incident was the first time he maliciously attacked a star player on the Rangers last night and got away with it. So, of course, he was emboldened to keep going. He punched... Listen, Anna Fox might not be, like, a household name, but he's Norris Trophy candidate type of play this year. Yeah. And the referees see him get punched in the back of the head, away from the puck for the most part, not hockey-related. Oh, you get two minutes. Give him a 10-minute misconduct. End it there. And now this is the other part of it, too. Now now that you brought up Fox and kind of his rise to stardom is what is the NHL going to do to protect its star players? Nothing, Be- not doing it now. Well, no, because th- this is all I'm getting at, is if they're not going to do anything after, like, I don't consider Buchnevich a star, but I do consider Panarin a star. Yeah. So now that Panarin's out for the rest of the year with an injury, where if someone gets a five-minute major, we now review it, and if there's an injury, that person gets kicked out of the game. So now that there's a long-term injury and he's done for the season, or this punch to the back of Fox's head ends up dropping him, he gets a concussion, and he's done for the year. Like, what is the NHL going to do? Because there's there's only two options here. It's either A, you have to protect these guys, or B, this is going to go back to fucking 70s and 80s hockey. But really quick, too. And and the only problem is 
there's only a couple of guys left in the league that are going to be able to play that game. The, yeah, there, yeah. There's the fourth liners on every team that, that are there to kind of grind it out. It, you you got a dinosaur like Z who's more than willing to handle it. it you got a fucking psychopath in Willie over there. You get Kevin Miller. You get Delorier out west. You, you get Revo. But, yeah. like, if you churn it back to the other way, I mean, one of... like the Lawson Krauss. Yeah, like, dude, like... They need to put a line in the sand. I love hard hockey. I love playoff hockey. I love yeah. when guys get ground out. Like, uh, I love it. But at the same time, for the league and what they're trying to produce and everything else, like, a week after you sign this TV deal, this shit pops off. Uh, like, it's a nationally televised game tomorrow night, which I'm sure in the back of uh, NBC's mind, you're like, oh, this is going to be great. The ratings are going to be great. Uh, there's going to be a whole bunch of people even on the West Coast watching that game tomorrow. And here's the thing, okay? Here's what the NHL needs to do. Maybe we stop putting fucking goons as the head of player safety. Like, enough with these guys. Maybe we should put a former star player, or not even a star player, just like an offensively-minded guy who's in retirement now as the head of it. Because if someone else who wasn't a goon and was like, well, I would have done that when I played and doesn't see anything wrong with it, but you put somebody in, let's just say, I'm just, I don't know why this name popped into my head, but Michael Renberg, okay? He's the head. Do you think he would just look at that and go, oh, well, if that happened to me, I would be okay with it? Yeah. So that whole se- that needs to be changed. And also, the NHLPA needs to stop protecting, like I said earlier, the bad apples. Stop putting the rest of your union at physical and life risk to protect Three fucking assholes in your union. Like, give me a break. And someone's going to get, like I said, could you uh, have imagined if Panarin broke his neck last night? Because I'm not exaggerating. Like, you watched the replay, and you can see if he landed just a, on a different angle, he would have landed on top of his fucking head on the ice. He could have gotten seriously injured. But, hey, it, that's just part of a scrum, right? It's a fucking joke. And whatever happens tomorrow night, whether it's good or bad for the Rangers, I hope... Nobody gets hurt. I don't want anybody else in the Capitals getting hurt. Like, I don't want Backstrom getting hurt. Ovi's not going to play because he's still, he left after one shift. I don't want Carlson getting hurt. I don't want Char getting hurt. They have a, like, Hathaway's on it. That's their issue. Like, you don't just have to deal with Wilson. If you're going to go after it tomorrow night, you have to deal with Dowd. You have to deal with Char. You have to deal with Dylan. You have to deal with Hathaway. So the Capitals are just a heavier team than the Rangers. So... The Capitals are a heavier team than a lot of fucking teams in the league. Yeah, so it's kind of coming down to, I don't want anybody else in the Capitals getting hurt. I don't want anybody else in the Rangers getting hurt, obviously. But whatever happens tomorrow night, the blood is on the hands of the NHL because they fail to take care of it once again. Uh, and like you said, the McCarty situation, the uh, Draper situation with Lemieux, is a good indicator of this because. Let's say the Rangers don't get payback tomorrow night. Well, we'll play them next year, and guess what? We'll have a whole summer to re-ramp our fucking roster for, too. And one other person I just want to point out here, we haven't referenced him yet, was Peter Laviolette. Oh, Laviolette's a fucking idiot. And and I'm going off of his comments between after the Carlo hit, after this incident, like... I understand he's your player and you want to be in your player's corner and, you know, maybe you're just saying it in the media, but as a coach, 
to know how effective fucking Tom Wilson can be, but then for him to still be going out and doing this other shit, I'd lose my fucking mind. Like, yeah, by the way, that was a mistake on my part, thinking Trotz is still a coach at the Caps. Like, that's how fucking fired up I am. I'm, my brain's not working. But, no, I, I just think that... Uh, how many times can you back this guy and say you don't think it's a suspension? I don't think that's a penalty. I don't think this. Like, at at some point, this guy, one of two things is going to happen. Because, like you said, if shit pops off tomorrow night and, you know, Willie gets seriously hurt, don't even fucking dare to come back after and say you think something is suspendable. You think something's yeah. dirty when you've defended all the shit this guy's done. Yeah, and so I have to quote from Laviolette last night. I thought it was just a scrum, a physical play. There was something going on originally with the goalie and jamming at the goalie. We had a bunch of players jump in there. It happens a lot. Are you fucking kidding me? It happens a lot. Yes, it does. Huh, Peter? Yeah, and then also Wilson talking shit to David Quinn. Like, say what you want. Another thing that you just don't do is you run your mouth to the opposing team's fucking head coach. Like, who, what the fuck is this guy thinking? And then he's talking shit to Quinn and the Rangers bench from the penalty box, mimicking somebody. And then Laviolette is, like, yapping over to the Rangers bench. Like, the whole organization, is, to be honest, when it comes to this stuff, is rotten from the core. The fact that they're giving him an A and the extension and they're defending him still... Like, oh, it's just a physical play. I don't see anything going on. If they did that to Backstrom last night, if Lemieux was still on a team, they did that to Backstrom last night, I'm sure a lot of you would say, oh, that happens all the time. Yeah, I'm like, sure. He's a fucking piece of shit in my eyes. I lost a lot of respect for Laviolette, like you said, after the Carlo thing, and now after this. Yeah, I'm just, uh, I can't wait till tomorrow night. I, I want to watch this one. Yeah, and to be honest, I don't play Shisterk, and I play Keith Kincaid tomorrow night and call him for the taxi squad because I've seen him throw an A before. He can handle himself. Hey, and sometimes th that is all you need to think about is that specifically. <laughs> and one more thing, the Jeffrey Loopwell thing, he commented on a missing curfew post about this today. Uh, I sent it to you earlier, but I wanted your take on it. He says, my opinion is the Rangers should probably have a look at the makeup of their roster. A guy has to at least think twice about ragdolling and injuring your superstar player than clowning your whole bench. Couldn't agree more, Joffrey. I've been saying it all year. And uh, it, very interesting, too. I, I'm just seeing it right now that uh, Sidney Crosby tonight with the Penguins and Flyers, uh, just on one of the uh, Philly defenseman's back, slamming his uh, his uh, head into the ice. So, uh, Oh, really? Yeah, I know you got well, into earlier connect me. yeah. So, so that's exactly what it is where... Konechny has him in the headlock right here. Uh, finally lets him go, and now Sid's on top, and he kind of pushes, oh, yeah, right down into the ice, and twice, two, three times. So is Sid going to get a fine for this? I mean, you, you got to be... Get a fine. I, I'm just saying, if you're fucking... you got to be square across the board here, and I, I just think tomorrow night is going to dictate a whole bunch of shit. <laughs> like, my last question about this situation is what... What happens if the Rangers don't do anything tomorrow night? Do you think that makes them look too soft around the league, or do they need to do something even if it crosses a line? I you know, make up with the team and the guys that are out and everything else. Like if they don't do anything outside of like just 
roughing them up after some whistles and slashing them and everything else. Like, is that is that a bad look? I I think it is. And yeah, I agree. I, I think for a team that just put out that statement about how they think that Paro should be fired, you know what? For any sort of retribution or retaliation that you know you think you know fines that the league might send your way fuck him fuck him yeah, but fuck do- dolan will pick him up he don't give a shit about that if he's gonna send that out knowing how big of a fine he's gonna get from the league you think he's gonna care if you get suspended two games your your check's still in the mail yeah and the thing is so the uh there's a rangers quote-unquote fan club but it's basically kind of associated with the team they started a gofundme to cover any fine costs as a result of what happens in tomorrow night's game and the fans are chipping in i think it's already up to like 60 something thousand dollars i love it that's awesome <laughs> so and you, if the rangers are going to do something tomorrow night you got to pick your spot you can't do it when wilson's out there with char and dylan or hathaway's out there during a line change you got to get him out there when it's like backstrom and uh I'm blanking on other guys like Dowd and Nick Jensen's out there. Like that's when you take your fucking swing at his knees or his face. Oh yeah, no, and, and this is the other thing too. I, I I don't think that at any point tomorrow night Peter Lavrielet is gonna let his guys who can't defend themselves not be out there with Zidane Ochar or Brendan Dillon. Like there there will be one of them on security detail yeah. duty tomorrow <laughs> night. But that's the thing. If I'm the Rangers, I know a lot of people are like, take out Backstrom. No, like, you don't stoop down to that level. You take out the fucking cancer. You don't you don't kill the entire body to kill the, the disease. Yeah, you cut you it out. You take out the disease. So. Anyway, so no I know that was a long fucking conversation about Tom Wilson. So I don't know if you want to just go into your Bruins Week in Review. You guys officially eliminated us from playoff contention last night if you went over New Jersey. Yeah, we're officially back into the dance. Um, I think that this team is starting to click at the right time. Uh, that second line is rejuvenated. Uh, so I believe the last thought, the last thought, last stat I saw because they're playing tonight, so it was not including tonight. That it was in the last ten games. That second line, it was Krejci had fourteen points, Smith had twelve points, and Hall had nine points. Um, Taylor Hall looks rejuvenated. He's back checking, four checking, scoring goals. David Krejci, man, uh, I almost feel bad for this guy because <laughs> he always got the, the raw end of the stick here ever since he never had a winger consistent since Lucic. And people are always questioning his abilities and things like that. And it's like David Krejci, even with no one on his wings, was still averaging you 60 plus points a year and now he's finally got an elite winger back and everyone can see what he's capable of now going forward at least now looking towards the postseason that second line's clicking craig smith has just jumped his game up to games really amped up now. yeah had had a hat trick on saturday against buffalo he just the the puck seems to be finding him that line's clicking. You have the first line starting to get it back together just in time for the playoffs. Um, Charlie Coyle now playing the wing. He seems to look a little bit better. That third line of him, Corrali, 
and Nick Ritchie seems to starting to take over. Nick Ritchie had a, a beautiful goal last night on a one-timer. And then the, the one thing right now is just our fourth line. Uh, we've been wiggling all sorts of people around Lazar just to kind of see who's bringing it consistently. So I don't really know who's going to be there just yet. Uh, Wagner's been in and out. Frederick's been in and out. Kuhlman's kind of been in and out. So I, so I don't know what that last line's going to look like yet. But um, Curtis Lazar looks good just uh, on a personal standpoint. Yeah, I've been reading good reviews, and I – Every Bruins game, I either catch or I catch like the full game highlights. The next morning, I see at least one slick play that Riley's making for you on the back end. Dude, this Mike Riley guy, I didn't really know too much about him. Um, the the kid's a player. Uh, he he makes plays. He did the same play again on Saturday. They did a couple of weeks ago where he pinches hard at the point. Uh, that F3 kind of goes out to where the D would be, out into the space there by the dot. And uh, he just continues on his way down the boards. The That forward finds him again, and then he makes a play to someone in front, and they bury it home. And the, I just think hockey sense. Like, A, he, he's able to know when to make the pe- pinch. B, he, he's now moving that pass along and now getting open again. And then C, I mean, he, he's taken this puck down by lower than the hash marks and he's kind of running that goal line straight towards the net waiting for something to open up and, and making beautiful passes and making plays like uh defensively very very sound uh carlo had just come back so uh, i think now we're gonna see hopefully a completely healthy bruins lineup now going into the postseason just in time, so I think they lucked out with that. Kevin Miller's back, and I mean, that fucking guy's a moose, man. I, I just see him running the guys over. Absolutely laid out A.J. Greer yesterday. Oh, yeah, yeah. holy shit, was that a huge hit. Yeah, like, he, he's just a, like a fucking mountain of a man. Uh, so currently, right now, uh, we have 52 games played, 69 points. Uh, Pittsburgh is in first with 73 points. Washington just ahead of us. And then the Islanders just behind us with 68. We have we two... lost to Buffalo tonight. Yes. So we have two games in hand on Pittsburgh and then one on the Islanders. I, I just wonder where it shakes out as to uh, how who we end up playing. I mean, to be honest with you, I, I don't want to play Washington in the first round. So right now that 2-3, I really don't like it. Uh, I mean, just off of what we were talking about earlier with a size thing with Washington. I mean, I, I think our, our team has gotten better, but I, I think push comes to shove. Washington has a little bit more meat down there, which uh, consistently throughout their lineup, you know, Willie, Chara, Dowd, Garnet Hathaway, Dylan. I, I just think they got a little bit more of it. So that would be an interesting one. I think goaltending will be the issue for the Capitals. But at the same time, I mean, if they bring a physical game, I think that's going to be hard for us to come in and kind of grind them out. I will say, whether it's a Bruins guy or any player in the National Hockey League during the course of the playoffs this year, if anybody, even if the Rangers get retribution last, next tomorrow night, if anybody takes out Tom Wilson, whether a TKO in a fight or knocks him out with a hit and injures him, I will be getting your both home, away, and third jersey. 
it's just it's sending them to the rink to be signed and hanging up yeah. just with like a thank you card. Exactly. But uh, yeah, no, I, I just want to see how we finish this season out. I think we're going to be resting a couple of guys these next couple of games. Um, and then just going from there. So uh, I wonder how you guys are going to be on a back-to-back Wednesday and a Thursday just off of, uh, I think tomorrow's going to be, yeah, I was going to say tomorrow's going to be an emotional game for you guys to see what you guys bring to us on Thursday. Well, I mean, our season's over and it's not so much just like, oh, they've given up. It's just that intensity is lacking. And also Kreider's out for the year. Uh, Panarin's out for the year. I don't know if Lincoln and Truba are going to come back at this point because we're eliminated. They might be held out. So it's going to be a lot of young guys, a lot of just lack of intensity. Mm -hmm. So I'm not saying it's going to be a a piece of cake for you guys, but I just, like you said, coming off the Capitals game tomorrow night, I think it just might be one of those, ah, we're playing a young team who's just playing out the string. So I wouldn't worry too much on your end. All right, and what about you? We just looking forward to tomorrow night, or just oh, seeing yeah. tomorrow night game of the week, game of the year. Um, I'd be really disappointed if the Rangers don't do something uh, to at least stand up for Panarin. So that's my game of the week, my lock of the week. I'm going out on a limb here. I'm two two down with two weeks to go. I'm going Detroit on the road over Columbus Friday, May seventh. Oh wow! Okay. I was going to go for game of the week that same night. I have Tampa at Florida. Uh, the standings are a little tight down there in that uh, central. So, uh, Also, that same night, Carolina at Nashville, which right now both those games would be first-round series as of right yeah. now. So uh, I like those. And then just to help you because, you know, I, I like you, Benny. I'm going Sunday, Ottawa at Calgary over Calgary. Ooh, okay, I like it. So... Who do you have for shout-outs besides the tow truck driver? Tow truck driver, you have bailing out Big Red. We, we had a little car issue tonight, so recording a little later than anticipated tonight. But um, shout-out to the tow truck driver. Shout-out to Big Red herself. I mean, this Sunday is Mother's Day. and um, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, the woman, I, I have nothing to say about her. I say it every day. The woman's a saint. Uh, <laughs> deals with me every day. Deals with the craziness that is our life between gymnastics, soccer, swimming, dance, the just the whole nine and Joey. <laughs> yeah, little Josephina. Yeah, no, so she does it all. She does it every day with grace and uh just a wonderful I, woman, the apple of my eye and I mean a great mother to my ch- children. So that, that that's why I got this. Right, week. If you're listening, pretty much every time I talk to Kev here he always just say, Oh, that woman's a saint. Uh, that's dude, that's the only thing I could say about her. The woman's a saint, <laughs> legitimately. Um, the only shout-out I got this week, uh, not even closely related to me at all, but uh, I saw that TJ Oshie was out last night for personal reasons. That he announced today, this morning, that his father passed away, Coach Oshie. Um, so even though he will likely never hear this, and especially since he's on the Capitals and I just should talk to the organization for 50 minutes, um never a good spot to be in. I've been in this position before, so even if the words don't reach him, hopefully the thought does, so uh, condolences to TJ. Yeah, I I remember after they won that cup, too, and when they asked him that question, how he's holding up, and the battle with Alzheimer's, you you can see the toll it took on him personally, and yeah, so uh, 
hopefully, like TJ had said that night, that's one the uh, the big fella's never going to forget. Yeah. So but that's it for me, sir. All right. Well, everyone. I wasn't too off track with uh, my rant against that piece of shit. No, no, no. I think this might be our most downloaded pod after that. So we'll see. I mean, we, we might just put Tom Wilson piece shit click here and uh, <laughs> plenty of clickbait for that. But uh, everybody, as always, thank you for listening. Uh, we will see what tomorrow brings us with the Rangers and the Capitals. Um, we are in the last week of the NHL season, folks. We're, we're going to see where teams end up, what where these playoff races are, what the matchups are, and uh, we will go from there. So, as always, thank you guys for listening, and we will catch you guys next week. And until then, Benny, Tom Wilson, bye-bye.